Good morning. You're watching an Asia Gaming Brief face-to-face -face series. I'm speaking today with Michael Daly, CEO of Next Gaming, based in Las Vegas. Next Gaming has been producing slot machines since 2006, but has pivoted into skill-based slot machines in 2017, to which they're still firmly invested in today. Hi, Michael. Good evening to you. Good evening to you, and thanks for having me. Um, really a pleasure. So I, I wanted just to start this, this call with... Um, I guess my observation, I think quite a, uh, quite a lot of the slot manufacturers have found the last few years quite tough, to say the least. Um, but what's been that situation for you in the skill-based slots industry? And what's been your experience in the last few years? Well, it hasn't been unique for us, essentially, in the this, in, in this slot machine business. Obviously, with the pandemic and the social distancing and specifically in Las Vegas and other jurisdictions with the casinos closed, uh, there was there was no business. So so the slot manufacturers, whether it was video real or skill based gaming or whatever variation, we faced the same dilemma. There were no placements. In fact, uh, while there was no placements to accommodate the social distancing, uh, the casinos removed product from the floor. Not only that, but they put up plexiglass barriers. They put in a number of things that thought they would mitigate and were required by gaming to um, accommodate their request for COVID. So that put a, a, a real strong um, challenge to those of us in the manufacturing business for placements, because when you're taking machines off the floor, you're really not going to add add more they were also waiting for the customers to essentially return and see to what degree the customers were going to return and to what degree the customers were going to spend and what the demographic was going to be when the customers returned um, taking into consideration that that the younger players would have a propensity to to return early because they seem to be less affected by COVID or less concerned about COVID, while the older demographic returned it at a slower pace because, you know, they were older. And I don't mean old, old. They were just older and a little bit more concerned about the health risk of COVID. So all of us encountered a restricted opportunity to place any machines on the casino floor, whether they're the regular slots or skill-based slots. Can you tell us, you know, now that customers coming back in a big way, particularly in the U.S. market where you, you are based, um, well, yeah, what have you been seeing in terms of uh, that, that recovery? It came back very strong. In fact, we're having record numbers in, the, in, in Las Vegas and in the U.S. for gaming because people enjoy gaming. They, you know, they're back out. They're back out in public where you can get that entertainment. You can get the restaurants. You can get the gaming. You can get your friends together. Uh, so the market, the market's strong. It came back strong. Have you seen that translate into uh, more interest in skill-based games again from operators? There's still interest in skill-based games. I think there's still a hesitancy when you look at win per device and casino space and all those attributes that a slot director will use as a measurement tool to get a skill-based game on the floor. Hmm. Uh, you know, there's there's still some hesitancy about the way it performs. For some, for others, they understand where we started. Where did we start with this? The the assumption when we started skill-based gaming is was going to bring a younger demographic. And certainly it that's 
seems to be common sense, right? That, you know, as, as, as we have spoken, people, people that consumers, they age out of a product and they age into a product. And the goal was to age the younger people into a product to replace the video reel slot machine and not necessarily replace it, but offer a younger demographic, a different experience than pushing a button, spinning a reel, which wasn't what they do. That's not what they do at home. That's not what they do on their phones. That's not what they do. So that desire was there. Now, did it culminate in what the expectations were? No, it did not. I, I have to say it didn't because it was so different. It was, I, I liken it to ticket in, ticket out. You know, when people handled coin and they wanted the coin bucket and they wanted to feel the coin and feel the money, they were really resistant to ticket in, ticket out. I lived that because I've been in the gaming industry for so long. But eventually it got to be a common practice for ticket in, ticket out. It took some a while. It really did. It took a while for people to get comfortable with it. And I do think that because we're a technology-driven product, it's taking more time than we anticipated for the player acceptance to understand because it doesn't look or feel or anything like a slot machine, but the returns are like a slot machine to really have the desired percentage of people that play on a continuum basis to drive the win per unit and um, keep pace with their traditional video real games. We don't do that yet. We don't. But who? what do we do? We bring in younger people. Mm-hmm. We bring in people that may not may not play slot machines. It's an interesting dynamic because we talk to our guests. I've had many people say, you know, I come in with my significant other and I don't gamble. They like to play this and I don't. I go in and do this. But you know what? I'd play your machines. They're, they're so different. I will play those machines. So there you've captured somebody that's a non-gambler into their wallet, right? I've just secured some wallet that they would have not had. So uh, do you have any data on how, uh, how the slot machines have performed from a revenue standpoint? Certainly, certainly we do. Um, they don't perform like a Wheel of Fortune might or one of the, you know, the, the games have been on the casino floor. And the expectation from our behalf and, and the casino's behalf is they don't. The casino floor is complicated. A slot floor is very complicated. It's a retail floor, right? Where are my machines? Are they in an A zone? Are they in a B zone? Um, all of those things uh, contribute to the performance of the machine. The other thing that we know that impacts the performance of our machines is how are they supported within the casino? Do the people that are interacting with the customers, are they able to explain the game? Can they answer questions? Are there promotions around them? So while they're not performing to the level that a regular slot machine does in terms of revenue, many people view it as found money. It's money that they may not have captured before, and it's a demographic demographic that they may not have captured before. And they're willing, they're willing to, to have it on their game because it appeals to some people. It really does. And we just need to keep doing, keep our focus on maintaining our games to improve our games and get more of a population that enjoy our games. It'll happen. It's happening right now, little by little by little. I I think, as I said before, the expectation that skill-based games were going to go on the floor and they are cool and they are neat. And you were at the, at the shows and you sat down and you go, wow, these are cool. And they are. Um, 
We just need to get more of a population saying the same thing in a real casino environment. That's why we are, and some of the other skill-based manufacturers are utilizing our game content to get online. I, I call it the push and pull. If I can, if I can have you play Bust to Move online, and I promote it well enough, you'll look for Bust to Move in a casino. Or mm. if I tell you that it's in the casino, and I also tell you that's a real money gambling experience online, I'll get a double benefit from that title. So you are uh, offering uh, real money gaming online as well? We do. We've got Bust to Move Real Money online right now. We've got a number of our games that are in transition because we've got to change the game dynamic. We have to change the length of play. We have to change a lot of things and mm. the way it's coded. But yes, that's a, that's a, a goal of ours. And as you know, the, the, the number of online providers are really, really aggressive in trying to get new content. And that's an advantage to us. They want the content. They want the skill-based experience because it's real money and it means real money. It's, um, I think two things are converging with the skill-based attribute and the online experience. Okay, so maybe just to round all of this off, um, I want to get your thoughts. Where do you see, or how do you see your slot machines fitting on that casino floor today? Um, and what about 10 years from now? What do you expect it to look like then? Well, right now, I don't think you can avoid being attracted to our machines. They're, they're so different. The graphics are good and you know the hardware is different. You will notice the machines. As I said, I need to educate you. I need to get the butt in the seat. It's time on device. It's people playing the game. It's the enthusiasm that I can generate on the machines when people are having fun and they're yelling and screaming and doing high fives. I've got all that right now. I just have to increase the population. I think it's going to be a transition. What does the slot floor look 10 years from now? I'll put a, I'll rub my crystal ball. I think there's going to be things that we don't even know about yet. There's going to be a blending of esports. There's going to be a blending of demographics. There's going to be a number of things that we don't recognize. The transition is going to be from strictly video reel to a skill-based offering to maybe a combination of esports in there somewhere to a transition where people are not simply dependent on table games and slots. They're dependent on a multitude of experiences in a casino that appeal to a wide variety of, of customers. Well, definitely something that I'm looking forward to seeing in a decade's time. Uh, but just wanted to say thank you very much, Mike, for the chat today. It's been very enlightening. Um, and I look forward to see the new heights that Next Gaming will achieve in the next few years. Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure speaking with you, Felix, and happy to join you anytime that, you, that you'd like. Thanks for watching an Asia Gaming Brief face-to-face -face series. That was Michael Daly, CEO of Next Gaming. Tune in every Friday as we hear unique insights from the industry.